praise the Lord. You may be seated. Let's pray. We'll get right into the word. Father, thank you so much for the word of life. Thank you for the Holy Ghost who's moving in this place. Speak to our hearts through the book and by your spirit. May the eyes of our understanding be flooded with light. Our spirits be strengthened. And may the joy of the Lord rise up big within us this morning. In Jesus' name. And everyone said amen. amen. I want to give you a quick up list real quickly. The, the word of God tells us to train up, to stir up, to grow up, to build up, to speak up, to stand up, to wake up, to get up, to look up. This is Mark Thomas. Man up. Fill up, lay up, fess up, lift up, listen up, and then shake it up. How many of you know that a boring Christian is a bad advertisement for the Lord Jesus Christ? <laughs> you know, it's good to shake it up sometimes. Get some energy moving. Sit somewhere else, you know. Well, I don't know how would I do if I sat somewhere else. You might meet someone new. Eat at a different restaurant. Go eat some Indian food. Go eat some Thai food. Shake it up a little bit. But that's not what I'm talking about today. Today the subject is re-up. Re-up. Re-up means to sign up again. To officially agree to stay in the military or on a team or with a company for an additional period of time. To re-enlist. To renew an arrangement such as an employment, a contract, a membership, or agreement. I want us all as believers. Now, Brenda and I are going to be in our 35th year here. We're re-upping in July. But I want all of us as Christians, and I want to challenge you to re-up, to renew, and to re-enlist. What do you say we make a fresh commitment to the Lord Jesus Christ to follow him every day of our lives with our whole heart? You see, his plan is not for us to be stagnant. His plan is for us to go from faith to faith, from strength to strength, and from glory to glory. To have a real deal relationship with the master. Where our whole life is completely committed to him. Now, he accepts us right where we are at, but he does not approve of everything that we do. He wants you and he wants me to keep growing to where we commit our whole spirit, our whole soul, our whole body and everything that we have until that trumpet sounds, whether we go by air or by the grave, we are his. Amen. Amen. And we belong to him. You see, another view, if you will, of re-up is this. How many of you know that life has gravity? Life, quite simply, has a downward pull. How many of you have ever been on a nice, real nice vacation? And then you headed back to the city limits. And you knew Monday morning was coming. And you knew you had to get back on the job and you started looking at emails and started getting texts. That is the gravity, if you will, the downward pull. I have said to Brenda more than once, when I've sensed the gravity and the downward pull of life, I said, you know what? I said, I think we're ready to go to Hawaii for about a year. <laughs> Anybody ever felt like that? 
So the enemy of your soul, he wants to pull you down. The world is not designed to lift you up, but to drag you down. And if the enemy can get you down, he can keep you out of the game. If he can get you down, he can keep you out of God's best. But I've got a word from the Lord today. God's best is for you, and you are going to rise up, and you are going to attain his very best for your life. Woo, hallelujah. So when something brings you down, look at your neighbor and say, you need to re-up. Now, re is a prefix at the beginning of a word that means once more, afresh or to return to a previous state. So if you get down, that means you were up. So once you're down, if you re-up, that means you're going to return to a previous state of up. And up is where you and I belong. Hallelujah. We belong up. We've moved on up. And our name's not even George Jefferson. Amen. The story of a 90-year-old man. He was in a church service. Little small church. It was a Sunday night. And oftentimes they call for testimonies. And so the 90-year-old man stood up. And he kind of, you know, had to pull himself up. And he said this, he said, I have never had a down day in my life. And there was a young man there that was extremely disturbed by that. And he thought to himself, I'm going to go ask him what he meant by, I've never had a down day in my life because I'm living for the Lord and I'm doing my very best to follow him. I'm in the word, I'm praying, but there are some days where I just feel down. And so he asked the 90-year-old man about it in the foyer after the service. And he smiled and he says, I've never had a down day because I don't stay down. I'm either up or I'm getting up. I'm either up or I'm getting up. And that's a decision that we must make in our lives. Now, it's understandable why we could get down. But if you are down... Don't stay down. The good news this morning is this, is you can re-up. I want you to look at Proverbs chapter 24 and verse 16. Proverbs the 24th chapter and the 16th verse says this. For though the righteous man falls seven times, what's he going to do? He's going to rise up again. And then in Psalm 37 and verse 24. Psalm, the 37th and the 24th verse says, Though he fall, he shall not utterly be cast down. Why is that? For the Lord upholds him with his hand. Hey, when the Lord's got you, he's got you. When the Lord's upholding you, he's upholding you. As a matter of fact... Since he's upholding the whole universe by the word of his power, he surely will uphold you and he will uphold me. Amen. The message translation says, if he stumbles, he's not down for long because God has a grip on his hand. And the voice translation says this, and even though you trip up, you will not fall on your face because he holds you by the hand. Oh, thank you, Lord. Now, if there was ever a guy in the old covenant 
that could have just thrown up his hands and given up, it was David. And so I want to look at Psalm 42, just one verse in Psalm 42 and verse 5. So turn there with me if you would. Psalm 42 and the fifth verse. He says, why are you cast down, O my soul? And why are you disquieted within me? And then he says, hope thou in God, for I will yet praise him for the help of his countenance. David is having an important conversation with his soul. And he's probably looking at himself in the mirror if they had him back there in those days. And he's asking his soul, soul, what up? What's going on with you, soul? Why are you so depressed? Why are you so downcast? David had a reason to be in turmoil. His problems and his enemies were approaching him, taunting him, and encroaching upon the city of his soul. He's got reason to be down, but he doesn't allow himself to stay down. Here's what David said to himself, and this is what you can say to yourself. He said, soul, here's what you need to do. I got a word straight from heaven for you. You need to hope thou in God. The Living Bible says, where it says, hope thou in God, it literally says, expect God to act. And so right down there in the valley of the shadow of death, David is expecting God to act. He's expecting God to show up and to show out. He knew that trouble may come, but he decided to trouble his trouble by lifting up his voice and praising his heavenly Father because he knew that he was the help of his countenance. Oh, somebody help a preacher today. Woo, glory to God. You see, what David knows, knew is what we know, that God comforts the downcast. He did not disqualify or remove God from the equation. He kept God right in the midst of the equation. He wasn't about to stay down. Everyone say it twice. I'm hoping in God. I'm hoping in God. I'm hoping in God. He didn't surrender to his feelings of spiritual depression and discouragement. And you don't have to either. David re-upped. How about you? Have you ever had to re-up? You ever had a bad report or heard some bad news or been disappointed in someone or, or you know, you had a disappointment come on, on a job or a relationship? Something just didn't seem to work out and you felt a little bit down. We've all had challenges like that. I'm a little bothered by people that walk around kind of pretending like they're floating in life and saying, oh, everything's just fine. Everything's just hunky-dory. You know, I think we need to understand this, that there's nothing wrong with stating that we are in the midst of a difficulty, in the midst of a challenge. There's nothing wrong with that at all. What's wrong is staying down there and not doing what you know to do to get back up. Everyone say, re-up! 
You know, there's been times in our lives over the last 39 years of marriage where, you know, we've had some challenges come, maybe in our family, maybe in the church, maybe in ministry, maybe a physical challenge. And Brenda can see that this has been something that was bothering me. And she'll ask me the question, Mark, are you all right? And what I will say to her many times is, yes, by faith, but I need time to refocus. I need time to refuel. I need some time to encourage myself in the Lord. And I know that as I take that time and be a doer of the word that I've preached for all these years, I know that it won't be long before the resiliency of the Holy Spirit will put me back on top of this. You see, in 2 Corinthians 4, 9, it says we're cast down, but we're not destroyed. Another way to say it is this. We may get knocked down, but by the grace of God, we are never knocked out because we are on the way up. Amen. Hallelujah. Refocus so you can re-up. Take the time to fuel up and to fill up. How many of you know it's so important in this day and this hour to stay full of the Holy Ghost? Ephesians put it like this, but being filled with the Holy Spirit, but be being filled with the Spirit. In other words, once you're full of the Holy Spirit, you need to stay full of the Spirit. Now, why is that? Because we leak. The circumstances of life are trying to pull you down. But the Spirit of God is bringing you up. And so as you refocus and refuel and fill up and then lift up your hands to the Lord, it will not be long, glory to God, before you're back up. In Psalm 34, verse 3, it says, Oh, magnify. That's what we're doing this morning. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us do what? Let's exalt his name together. There's value in lifting up your voice. In lifting up your hands. Lifting up your thoughts. And lifting up your heart to the Lord. You know, there's times we just need to look in the mirror and say, Hey, Buster. You better straighten up. You know better than to talk like that. You know better than to be ungracious to people. You know better to be unthankful. There are times where you just have to have a good conversation with yourself. Look yourself in the mirror and say, hey, it's time for you to straighten up. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Here's what you need to do. You need to stir up. I remember Kenneth Copeland years ago. uh, He preached a message. You know, when the joy of the Lord was just so activated in the body of Christ. Rodney Howard Brown and Kenneth E. Hagin. I mean, the joy of the Lord was just at an all-time high. And quite frankly, I don't think Brother Copeland was feeling it all the time. And so what he said in one message I heard... He said, I'm going to just step out by faith, and I'm just, like Brenda says, I'm just going to jump in the river. I'm just going to, I'm going to purposefully encourage myself in the Lord, and I'm going to purposely stir myself up. 
You know, if you don't stir yourself up, don't wait for somebody else to stir you up. Now, you may get inspired by some teaching and preaching, but at the end of the day, my brothers and sisters, in the midnight hour, you're going to have to learn to encourage yourself in the Lord. You're going to have to learn to stir yourself up in the Lord. Hallelujah. Go like this. I'm stirring. I'm stirring myself up. And so what Brother Copeland said, he said it completely by faith. He looked at a person sitting next to him. He says, I'm stirred up now. I'm stirred up now. Hallelujah. I'm stirred up now. In other words, he was making the declaration by faith that he was stirred up. If you do that, it won't be very long before you're in the river dancing. Before you're in the river shouting. Before you are, in fact, stirred up. Raise both hands toward the Lord and say, I'm stirring myself up. And I'm stirred up right now. Stir yourself up so you can (laughs) re-up. Now, the truth of the matter is this. The direction and the trajectory of our lives as believers is up. (laughs) The world is dark. It's conflicted. It's inflamed. It's unjust and it's dangerous. But we still live in a world where Jesus Christ has risen from the dead. So if you're down and you're in turmoil, just put your hope in God. The fact of the matter is you've been raised to life, you're headed toward heaven, and you have help from above. Hallelujah! Don't stay down, get up. Now here's what Colossians says. In the NIV it says, Since then you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on earthly things. For you died and your life is now hid with Christ in God. The message says, don't shuffle along, eyes to the ground, absorb with the things in front of you. Look up and be alert at what is going on around Christ That's where the action is. See things from his perspective. Hallelujah. And so look then into the perfect law of liberty and continue therein. And stir yourself up with scriptures that you have read for decades, that you have read for years, and some of you for weeks. Look into the perfect law of liberty and the eyes of your understanding will be flooded with light. And you then will begin to see things the way that he sees them. Stir yourself up by praying in the Holy Ghost every day. And the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him will lighten your path. And those things that have brought you down will bring you down no longer. For yea, saith the Lord, my word will lift you, my spirit will lift you, for I am in fact the glory and the lifter up of your head. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Man, things look a whole lot better when you look at things from his perspective. When you look at life through the lens of the spirit of this world, things look dark. But oh, thank God, the entrance of his word, what does it do? It gives you light. 
It gives understanding unto the simple. So I want to encourage you in that, to stay in the Word. Tell yourself, I'm either up or I'm getting up. So as a believer then, we have access to divine hope. The scripture says, by his boundless mercy, we have been born again into an ever-living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. In Romans 15, it says that the God of hope will fill you with all joy and peace in believing through the experience of your faith that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound and be overflowing and bubbling over with hope. Listen to this statement. The resurrection of Jesus from the dead is the biggest re-up story ever. (laughs) Hallelujah. Send me the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. It's the biggest re-up story forever. Thank you, Lord. Oh, blessed be the name of God. Thank you, Jesus. Wherefore, God has highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth. And every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the Father. He has raised him up high above all principalities and powers. He made a show of the devil openly in his own backyard. And the Bible says that this power that he used when he raised Christ from the dead belongs to believers just like you and just like me. This resurrection power that raised him from the dead, listen to this, it raised him far above all principality and power. Every name that is named, he has been raised above it. And the Bible says, God who is rich in his mercy, wherewith his great love he had loved us. The Bible says that he raised you up together. And he made you sit together with him in heavenly places. Hallelujah. Where are you seated? You're seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. You and I have joint seating with him. Look at Ephesians chapter 2, verse 5 and 6. I think we got time to read that uh, before we have communion today. Ephesians, the second chapter. And notice with me in verse 5 and 6. It says, But God, who is so rich in mercy, and he loved us so much, that even though we were dead because of our sins, he gave us life when he raised Christ from the dead. It is only by God's grace that you have been saved. For he raised us up from the dead along with Christ and seated us in the heavenly realms because we are united with him. Now what this does is this enables you and I to walk in newness of life. This enables you and I to walk in resurrection power. You see, the direction and the trajectory of life for a believer is up. We've all had problems. We've all had enemies. But he is our shield. Look at Micah chapter 7 and verse 18. Micah the 7th chapter and actually verse 8. Here's what our attitude should be. 
Sometimes you've got to get sassy where the devil's concerned. Know what is written, tell him what is written, and just remind him of, of what is written. In Micah chapter 7, notice this with me in verse 8. Let's read it together as a matter of fact. Do not rejoice over me, my enemy. When I fall, when I sit in darkness, the Lord will be a light to me. Let's read that first part of that verse again. Do not rejoice over me, my enemy. When I fall, when I fall, I will what? I will arise. Glory to God. I'm getting back up. I'm getting back up. I will arise. I will arise. I will get on top of this. Thank you, Lord. When I fall, I will arise. Somebody says, are you building the fact that we might fall into us? No, I'm not doing that. He's able to keep you from falling. But I'm looking at a congregation of complete people in Christ, but imperfect in the flesh. Are you listening to me? And so when you fall, don't stay down. Get back up. I shall arise. Notice in the next of this verse says, When I sit in darkness, the Lord is going to be a light unto me. I wonder, do we have light? Has our light come? Isaiah said it like this. Arise and shine, for your light has come. And the glory of the Lord has done what? It's risen upon you. And so he's here to help you. You may need to get up multitude times a day. And here's the takeaway. You've got to make the decision that I am going to re-up. You know, God's given you his hand. He's given you his word. He's given you his spirit. He's given you his church. He's given you his people. And he's given you his help.